Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Quarantine Podcast. I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves, what they do, and how we came to know each other, and all things queer. Take it away. Well, hi everybody. I'm June Young, and I am from Seattle, Washington. Um, and I uh, founded and run a nonprofit organization called Beloved Arise which is dedicated to celebrating and empowering queer youth um, who are from faith spaces. Um, and I, Anthony reached out and wanted to chat. And so I'm here with you to chat. You're, I think you said it in the email, the, the, our, our missions basically align so beautifully, it's ridiculous. Um, it's like insane. Like I did not know you existed. Now I do, of course. And of you course, know. now we're going to form a friendship and a bond and, and try to do as much as we possibly can together. Um, it's actually it why we started this organization is because I was looking, I was researching to see what organizations out there exist that support uh, this intersection between queerness and faith and, and young people. And I didn't find very many organizations out there. Uh, and so, yeah, and, and I know from my experience, um, growing up uh, as a Christian, uh, it was really tough being around other Christians because of their view of LGBTQ. And that's still the case with young people today who grow up in, especially in conservative Christian spaces. It's really, really tough to hold on to your identity and having to defend yourself and debate. <laughs> Uh, and so we just wanted to be an organization that lifts them up and celebrates them and to remind them and others that queerness is not um, shameful, but something to be celebrated. 1,050 million percent. It is an amazing establishment that has been created in this world with separating people inside of faith, right? So we, they do that faith establishments, not all of them, but a lot of them separate humanity and and they put it they just separate they separate like the person being the person and the person has to have to follow the rules their rules and it's an interesting thing to walk through especially if you're queer right because you're like well because we all grow up with why i'm doing the season two is because we all grow up in some type of faith right like we get born and we either get baptized in a catholic church a baptist church whatever it is you're gonna have some type of faith. And if you're not gonna have it, your friend is. So anyway, either way, there's a conversation. Yes. Um, and I would say a lot of them, you know, if you are queer, do not have um, things set up to actually have real conversations. Yes. I mean, even in this country, conversion therapy is still a thing. So yes, it's, I wanted to have a real, these deep conversations with people that are, in the mix of it like yourself and like really coming across so that being said 
what has this experience been like for you? Because um, it's a it's a real thing, and I don't think people need to separate it. Yeah, obviously, we don't need to separate it. It's spirituality, faith, whatever you believe in, you don't need to separate it. Like God, yeah. whatever you decide God is for yourself. And mm-hmm. I wish more people would just understand that. <laughs> um, what's your experience been like with this organization and, and yourself like going through that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm also, I'm gay, you know, I'm a gay Christian man. And so I've experienced the marginalization, discrimination, oppression that happens when you come out in a faith setting. And uh, the reality is this, uh, according to a very recent study, a 2020 study by the Trevor Project, one, more than one in four uh, LGBTQ youth says that faith is important to them. Wow, that's, so, a, wow. That's, that's, that, that's a lot. That's a, a lot, lot of kids. A lot. A lot faith kids. is important, right? And so if, if, a, if a young person um, is holding on to that faith because it's important to them for whatever reason, right, we just need more spaces where they can practice that faith without being told that they are, you know, an abomination or shameful or broken or let's fix you, right? That's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to address a need that exists. Um, and unfortunately, it's also a very common experience for uh, a queer youth of faith to feel marginalized in kind of non-religious LGBTQ spaces, you know, because they're Christian, right? And so it's hard also to, to be a Christian in LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ spaces sometimes because um, sometimes faith is not really seen as relevant, right? And so we're just trying to be there for those young people who want both, who want to be both a Christian and queer and let them know that it's not impossible, that it's actually quite possible and one actually enhances the other. And I know in my own experience that when I finally came out and accepted who I am, it helped for my faith to flourish because I, there was nothing that I was keeping from God at that point. And all of me, I could sort of, you know. And so, yeah, I, that's that's the thing that's been inspiring is to see young people kind of reclaim their place uh, at God's table. Because that place has always been there. It's just that they've been told by people, not by God, that they didn't belong there. And so once they realize that those voices, that they need to silent those voices and just go before, you know, kind of, you know, with boldness, go before God, and um, and 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 th- that's not something you're not going to experience rejection if what you're looking to is um, is that higher power, right? Sometimes it's the followers of that higher power that that end up um, getting it, I think, wrong. I would agree. It's, uh, but that was, you know, and that goes back to this idea that that, you know, people took religion to create rules to control people, unfortunately. But in my opinion, and what my experience is, and and I am a huge, I love theology, I love the idea of the history of it too, because it goes back beyond the Bible, you know, it does actually go back beyond the Bible, it's further than we don't even know. And someone like Jesus would have actually, in my opinion, been like us, 
and like just totally. having these conversations and Absolutely. not really caring. And then yeah. obviously that was they the people the higher people in the courts took were scared of that because people were like, well, we don't necessarily need to listen to the courts. We can have our own idea ideology and 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 way of thinking. And obviously they hate that. And we still do that in this world with lots of things like. That's why we see what our current administration has done to America specifically and like what it's, it still exists so hard. And a lot of it is driven through religion and, um, and people use that against people in the worst, worst way possible. And it's so just demolishes the person's soul and being, I mean, I, I even went through a moment, you know, I've, I've done it all. I've just, circumnavigated through every possible spirituality um endeavor faith religion god a point i didn't believe in anything i just thought it was ridiculous i was told i couldn't be gay and i was like that's not gonna work out um <laughs> that's the thing it doesn't work out not gonna work out <laughs> um but uh it's just it's just uh yeah it's just mind it's just mind-boggling sometimes what um where did you grow up originally? So I was born and raised in the Philippines. Cool. So I'm Filipino American. Pretty Christian there, isn't it? Yeah, you know, for the most part, Catholic. Catholic, uh, yeah. Majority Catholic, Catholic Christians. Uh, and then when we moved, moved to the United States, I grew up in this kind of the San Jose area. Okay. Yeah. And then growing up, you went to a Catholic church or like a specific? Yeah, when growing up in the Philippines, I went to a Catholic church. In the United States, we kind of drifted towards more Protestant churches, <clears throat> but I kind of go back and forth, and I don't really, uh, I don't really respect the delineations. Honestly, I just think Fair enough. it's okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm Unitarian, so I'm Unitarian. Ah, okay. So I everything, anything goes, and like um, the, the the it's such a joyous experience when I go to church. Um, when when I was going to church once the pandemic's then we'll all go back but um it's just a, there's i mean we there's classes created on sexuality in our in our church and it's called the owl it's a great program and um you literally talk about everything and it's not yeah. the only thing that's missing really is uh there's a lot of white people so that's another conversation so like mm -hmm. this is something that we I, I do my other work is that and trying to bring in um other than white people because you said ironic going to the Philippines and you go to the Catholic church, that's mm -hmm. a, in hindsight, it didn't come from America, but in hindsight, it pushed into from the Western ways to create, that's what's so crazy about all this stuff, right? Like it, the white way is planted every single pocket of the world, mm -hmm. um, not for very good reasons, colonialism. And so it's just an interesting thing that that's what you grew up going to church with is being Catholicism. So it's in the yeah. Philippines where right. what is, what is, what would be, I don't know this. What would be the, what do Philippines besides Catholicism, what is the actual original religion or spirituality in the Philippines? Uh, original as in like the natives. Yeah. Like what would they like? Cause in India, it's all the gods and goddesses and Hindu. Mm -hmm. What would it be in the Philippines? So prior to when the Spanish came with Catholicism, is that what you're asking? Yeah. What yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Philippines is an, has a very interesting history. It's been conquered by so many different you know, lands. And so the Moors came and, and introduced um, is the Islam faith. 
the Spaniards came and introduced uh, Catholicism. Uh, Americans came and introduced Protestantism. Um, we have, you know, a you know, pretty sizable population of uh, Chinese Filipinos uh, that practice Buddhism. And so it's just, it's kind of a mix, but the majority today uh, are Catholics. I think probably 90% are Catholics. It's become like the state religion. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so with your organization, what are some things that you actually do? Tell everybody, like, what are like two or three specific things that you go and, and do in the community and like branch out and try to help people with you? Sure. So Beloved Arise, as it currently stands, is a uh, works with Christian students. Uh, our long-term vision is that we would establish um, services for queer youth who, who are from different faiths, right? But we're starting with the Christian faith for now because the current staff and myself, that's where we come from. And so I can't authentically represent um, the Islamic faith or the Hindu faith or the Buddhist faith, right? Or Jewish faith. Um, so currently we're working with Christian students or students who are from kind of a Christian background, whatever that means for them, whether it's Catholic or um, Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever, right? Methodist, Presbyterian. And what do we do? So we do three things. First, we offer community because one of the things that we found with queer youth of faith that they're really struggling with is isolation, especially right now with COVID. Uh, but even before COVID, just the isolation of being rejected from their church space. So once you come out, the typical thing that happens is that your church rejects you. It says that, for example, a lot of our students have told us that they used to participate in youth group or in, in they were like a singer in the worship team. And when they came out, they were asked to step down from those things. And so queer kids experience such severe and painful marginalization uh, in church settings. And so we want them, because they've become outcasts, we want to create a space for them to run to. And so that's, we've created a community for queer youth to, um, to practice their faith. So every Monday night, we have what we call youth group. And at youth group, uh, they sing songs, they worship, they uh, hear messages that are inspirational. Um, they break out into small groups and have conversations about faith and queerness and other things. Um, they have fun together, like you know, quizzes and games and things like that. And so it's kind of a typical youth group experience. Uh, if you know, for those listening who are kind of from Christian spaces, the, the youth group experience typically like on Monday nights or Tuesday nights is what we're trying to replicate. But what makes ours different is that one, our youth group is open and affirming. To anybody. And so you don't even have to be a Christian to go to it. Um, but it's open and affirming. You don't have to be queer to go to it. You can be straight. Most of the kids are straight. I mean, are, are queer. Uh, and the other thing that makes it interesting is that it's virtual, <laughs> which everything right now is virtual. But what that does for us is it allows us to invite young people from all over. So we literally have 60 to 80 students come every Monday night from all over the world. Um, all over the United States, but also like from Europe and South America and Africa and Canada, oh. so just all different places. You know, the time zones is difficult, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, for many of these young people, this is the only thing they have. 
in terms of an affirming space that tells them that it's okay to be a Christian and queer. And so they make the time, even though sometimes the time is not convenient. So that's our first thing, we build community. The second thing is we create resources. So we try to educate young people on what the Bible really says about queer people and let them know that there is nothing in the Bible that ever says that your sexual orientation or gender identity keeps you from God, nothing. Unfortunately, that's just become the tradition and a lot of misinterpretation of the Bible has, has happened. And so we try to educate and kind of debunk those myths. Uh, and we post that all on, on our Instagram. We have a really great Instagram following. And so we provide those resources to help unlock a lot of these young people from self-hate and uh, internalized homophobia due to a misunderstanding, really. Like, you know, some of these kids think that God hates them. And so when we share with them what the Bible really says, they realize, oh, so God never, God doesn't hate me. No, it's the opposite. You're beloved, actually. Imagine. And then third, the third thing that we work on is to engage allies um, so that we can see a change in the world, that we can see, we envision a world where it's just known, it's just known commonly that it's okay to be queer and Christian. We're going to try to change that because right now, those two things seem contradictory and we want to change that perception working with allies. So that's what we're doing. That is so, I want to go to one of those nights. I'm going to jump you in. Those you should. Absolutely. You're more than welcome to. I love youth group. I loved all, I love all that. I do, I do my youth group at my church. So yeah. I do. Uh, it's, so the, fun, isn't it? It, it's the best thing. And then uh, number one, number one is a safe environment. And uh, and it, like you said, it allows everybody into the environment, and it and it it create. If you create a safe space for somebody to be their authentic selves, it's just the ripple effect is very powerful and very mm -hmm. and very obvious when it comes to just their everyday life outside of that bubble that 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 uh, has been created for them, that safe space. And so, oh, it's just so cool. I just I love all that stuff that you're doing. I think it's just a it's and I know it's interesting with the COVID, right? So it's it's all it's allowed. Yes. Not that you couldn't do it before, but really when you're working on getting everybody there to a yeah. space in person, that's really what you're focusing on. But now you have to like use your brain the other way and be like, well, then we'll just expand it to the entire world and bring everybody yeah. in. And you know what? You can continue this now because you could still do that stuff. You just put it up on a screen and everybody's there together. Right. You know? There's no reason to stop this. I think that's actually a COVID as horrible as it has been. It's also going to create a lot of fantastic and amazing. And especially for the LGBTQ community. I think so. Um, Majorly. And, in the LGBTQ. And, and more specifically for those in faith spaces, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we work with kids in Alabama and Mississippi. Yeah, and hard, Hardcore state there. Yeah, where there aren't really any affirming churches nearby. That whole concept of an affirming church doesn't exist for them. I'm in Seattle. So yeah, there are lots of affirming churches here. And so what do you do for them, right? And so what virtual has really allowed us to do is reach out in those hard to reach places yeah. and build community. And many of these kids end up becoming friends with each other and find kind of a lifeline in that community, right? And they've never met in person. That's it's so all online using Discord or Zoom or chat. They they play Among Us together, right? I mean, they're all using the digital stuff. Um, well, they know better than we do anyway. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> the um, 
speaking of Alabama and Mississippi and all those type of places, they don't even have a lot of centers. Like they don't have queer centers for kids to go to in a lot of those places. Cause I recently reached out, they have like a really cool database online uh, that you can see like all of LGBT centers mm. across America and Canada. If you put yeah. your, it's like a directory. So, yes. and I was digging in a lot of the middle states and the upper states like Dakotas and stuff. You'd be there's not even there's like one uh, that's like probably five hours from somebody at the end edge of the state and you're like and nothing hardly in between all of these places so the work needs to be done in the virtual reality world <laughs> um yes. helps that uh with that kind of experience i think and we're finding that we're able to create actual meaningful experiences and relationships through digital means like we had a we had a retreat about a month ago it was a two and a half day retreat all online cool and i was like is this really gonna work 30 kids showed up stayed the whole time for two and a half days we had talent shows and and um kind of sharing nights and we even had a, a campfire sing-along right all online and so i think we, we don't have to let uh, our distance from each other keep us from supporting one another, especially when what's on the line is literally uh, a life and death situation. That's it, right there, you said literally. it. That's it, I mean, literally. Many of, our, many of our kids are have reached out to us struggling, mm -hmm. struggling and, and contemplating self-harm yeah. because of the environment that they live in, where they're told over and over and over and over again that who they are is shameful yeah it's just so when the people you love most the people you trust most tell you that right after a while you start believing it and you oh, start of course you do. yeah 100 i mean i'm experiencing that in my family right now which is interesting because i have an open-minded family mm. and there's a couple of amazing queer moments happening right now with some youngins in my family which is wow. fantastic um but the language that is being used against them in the situation is disheartening. So I started to create a dialogue with them and just to keep it so, keep it in, in a way that they know that that's where it's coming from towards them mm. is not anything that has nothing to do with them because that's your parent or your grown up or your guardian's own idea of what something should be that they've created for themselves. Ain't got nothing to do with you. Your exactly. business, nothing to do with you know, and, exactly. and that's when it even comes with faith. It's like you're still only, you're only gonna decide, literally decide that this is what I believe in, and I'm this is the rules that I think are right, and that's what you're gonna use against someone. That's what we do, and as human beings in general, um, so it's been an interesting like uh, listening on my end and through media because all they do, all we do is text. And so it's been, it's, it's been a, it's, it's been eye opening. So we're working on it and we're going through it and like, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, um, and thank God for places like yours, literally, because it is God's work. It is the, it is the work that needs to be done in order for anyone and all of us to move forward together. You know, like if I can't move forward, then you certainly can't move forward. And that's right. And so that's the only, that's all you can, that's, that's just, that's, right. that's just it. And uh, I think it's so cool. I love, I love, love, love what you're doing. Um, 
Do you have a good relationship with your family and like all that? I do. Yeah. My my brother is also gay. Cool. And Mine too. So I, have a lot of, I have lots of queers in my family. So <laughs> good. You're lucky. You're you're doubly blessed. Yeah, triple. Um, yeah, no, I have a pretty good relationship with my family. Cool. Um yeah, that hasn't been a problem for me once I came out, which is good. When did um, you come out? Just a couple of years ago. Really? Pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even received my my gay card yet. I'm still waiting for it. I think I lost them. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'll send it to you. I usually send them out to people. So I'll get you do. Well, you're the welcoming committee. Yeah, I am. I'm actually the welcoming committee. <laughs> uh, you didn't know. Now you know. <laughs> now I know. Uh, that's great. Congratulations. I think that's a fantastic. Did your brother come out before you or did you come out before yeah. your brother? No, yeah. my brother has been out for many years. Probably Isn't that funny? Yeah. Out living his like life and doing his thing. And... Totally. But it's what you create for yourself because of all the things that were surrounded that surrounded you that you believed in and you thought they loved you and cared for you and and would take you in no matter what but then it doesn't that doesn't add up always and you're just like what but i but i'm just me so and it's one thing for me because you know i'm in my 40s uh, so I'll, I can figure it out. I have the resources, the emotional resources, financial resources to sort of make it out on my own. But when you're a 13 year old, yeah, 16 year old, like, I've had nine year olds like that are out and like they're in the thing already, and I'm like, it's amazing. Yeah, but when you're a when you're a teenager, and your family says, "Well, all right, if you come out, you can no longer live here," what do you do? What do you do? Right. That's that's the struggle. I think that's what we need to figure out. One thing I've really enjoyed after coming out, Anthony, is I realized that this LGBTQ community is really strong. Like we really watch out for each other, right? Like if I meet someone who's gay, there's an automatic, like you're in my tribe, I'm gonna watch out for you, right? And so I'm just asking for the community to not forget these kids, yeah. the, these kids are living in a very different world than perhaps the rest of us, where being gay is becoming more and more accepted. In Christian churches, that is not the world that's lived in. Uh, very, very hateful messages are still being taught. As you mentioned, conversion therapy is still commonly practiced and minors are, are forced into conversion therapy. It's a very different world. And let's not forget LGBTQ community that these are our siblings, that our young siblings, that um, that really need our help, need, need our support. So if you know a young person out there who's struggling with their faith, with their queerness, point them to Beloved Arise uh, on our website or Instagram, and we'll we'll make sure to to take care of them. Is it? Ju it's just BelovedArise.com, correct? Dot uh, org. Dot org. Okay, yeah. and it's B E L O V E D. A-R-I-S-E dot org, BelovedArise.org. And it's Beloved Arise on Instagram as well? Yes, with a little space between the two words, but yeah. That's perfect. I was going to ask you for words of wisdom, and I was going to ask you where everybody could contact you, but you literally did all that. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you that, so that's good. Uh, that's good. I appreciate your time. I definitely foresee us working together in the future. Please. Yes. Uh, um, I will email you back uh, eventually with... Um, when this is all gonna drop and like what I need from you. But okay. you, and, uh, your energy is unbelievable. I am glad you're living your full entire truths in your life. 
Thank you, Anthony. A great um, experience. And regardless of the experience you went through to get there, you were supposed to go through that. There's no accidents for the things. Um, it might not seem that way sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but everything, there's no accidents. You know, it all happens because it's just how I agree. This is what's supposed to be right now. Yeah. And it's how we're existing together. And um, we can decide lots of things. Um, but one thing we don't choose is obviously who we really are. And we have to honor and respect that and yes. take that journey for whatever it is and, and just be yourself as much as you possibly can. Because once you are, most people actually don't really care. <laughs> and if they do care, like then they then they have a lot of other things they need to work out themselves. So Yeah, I go back to that with the Houston song, you know, the greatest love of all is learning to love yourself. That's it. So true. Like once you love yourself, then you're able to love others and you're able to love God. You're able to love you know, yeah. humanity. Thank you so much, June. That was a great discussion. Please, everybody, go visit Beloved Arise all over the internet and um, dive in and just see what it means for you. It can mean anything. God or whomever. We all have a journey and we have to stick to it. I felt like I talked a lot during that episode. Sometimes I talk too much, but I get really excited. I can't help it. Of course, I want to thank my on-air sponsors. Of course, thank... Sorry. Of course, I want to thank June. And I, I want to thank my on-air sponsors, Jose de la Cuesta and Michael Jacob Rauskas. Please, 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 if you want to uh, contribute to the podcast, uh, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, And you can give a little money. A little money goes a long way. And I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio. And thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Quarantine Podcast encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.